Tua would still be number one overall if it wasn't for the hip this year. I mean, even so. though even though Joe Burrow threw the six touchdowns, all that, Tua would still be number one overall if it wasn't for the hip. The Finish Line Podcast is brought to you by Patreon. If you like our content, you follow us on Twitter, you follow us on Instagram, YouTube, or you listen to our podcast every week and you want to see more or have the ability to win money every week or every month. Follow us on Patreon at The Finish Line Podcast. This episode is brought to you once again by Roy Cooper, our governor, who has us quarantined on a stay-at-home order because of the coronavirus. Shout out, What's Coop. good? Shout out, Coop. What's good with y'all? Chilling, chilling. Chilling. Yeah. So, um... This week we got a double dose of content coming at you. You can either or you're gonna you're gonna do both. You're gonna listen to our podcast. We're gonna be breaking down the NFL draft for you today, the 2020 NFL draft. And we will also be releasing content on both our YouTube and our Patreon, detailing parts one and two of the Michael Jordan slash Chicago Bulls slash Scottie Pippen 1998 uh documentary, The Last Dance. But let's get into some football news for the week. This podcast episode will be mostly based on football because ain't shit to talk about in the NBA. Um, But some big news broke about three hours ago, three or four hours ago. Uh, I saw on my phone that Rob Gronkowski was considering a comeback, but he only wants to play with Tom Brady. So then an hour later, Ian Rappaport... Uh, and Adam Schefter and all the guys of the NFL, the beat reporters and whatnot, are reporting and that it is finalized that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have traded a fourth-round pick to the New England Patriots in exchange for a seventh-round pick and Rob Gronkowski's $10 million contract. What was y'all's first reaction to seeing the news and when the news broke that it was officially happening, that Rob Gronkowski's going to be playing with TB12 and the Bucks? I literally said that Gronk was going to come out of retirement and play with Tom Brady if he moved to the Bucks. I said it. Ain't nobody believe me, though. I'm glad he's there. I'm glad he's there. Hopefully, hey, they can compete. I know they're not going to win a ring, but hopefully they compete. I, I, was, I was shocked. Gronk seems like the type of guy who has enjoyed retirement. Dude was just in, a, what's the WWE joint, WrestleMania? Yeah. He's a uh, champ. He got, yeah, he's, he got the belt and all that. <laughs> um, obviously, all the concussions and everything of that nature. I thought he was just going to stay retired. Um, but obviously, it's too good of an opportunity. You make you $10 million on the field this year. You play with your guy. You live in Tampa Bay. Sounds like a good deal. AZ, um, what say you? I, I, I was definitely shocked. But I feel, I don't know, like something about this just doesn't sit right with me. Like, I feel annoyed that he came back for some reason. Like, I can't really put my finger on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this nigga, yo, while he was retired, literally said uh, weed, basically, CBD can cure fucking, uh, uh, what's that? CTE. Uh, CTE. Yeah, CTE. Nigga, you need to stay your ass gone. Hey, Just there's a possibility, stay yo. Your ass there's a possibility. So, my, so question, yo, secondary question real yo, quick. Before this happened, the Super Bowl odds for 2021 were updated five days ago. Um, this was their first update after free agency, after teams are moving. You know the you know the the Nick Foles of the world going to Chicago, uh, Philip Rivers going to Indianapolis, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so as of five days ago, these were the Super Bowl odds as reported by the NFL and CBS. Uh, we have the Kansas City Chiefs are four to one odds to win again. The Baltimore Ravens are in second place um, at 13 to 2 odds. The San Francisco 49ers are in third place with 7 to 1 odds. New Orleans Saints 11 to 1. 
The Dallas Cowboys are number five at 12 to one. And then at number six, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming in at 16 to one. So where do y'all see their odds jumping or falling with the signing of Rob Gronkowski and the most likely moving of OJ Howard on draft night? The Bucs should have already been over the Cowboys, point blank period, to be honest. But no. yes, Not necessarily with a with a comparable uh, quarterback. Yes, uh, yes, necessarily, team. absolutely. A no. great offensive, uh, like like bro, they have wide receivers out the ass. All they need is a solid running back, and they can get them in the draft. They can get him in the second, third round. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, because remember, you got guys like J.K. Dobbins that's going to be in the draft. Like, there's a lot of good running backs this class. I honestly like. I, the the odds have moved up tremendously now that Gronk has come out of, come out of retirement. Uh, I I kind of want to take a wait and see um, approach to it because this nigga has been away from the game for quite some time. And and not only was the reason he left, it wasn't just because um, he he wasn't playing with Brady because he could have played with Brady last year, but he was often injured. Like his back was like really fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So um, he hasn't he hasn't played NFL football in like 14 months. There's no telling what Gronk you're going to get back on the field. Like you would hope he would. I don't think. I don't think we can expect him to come back and dominate the way that he did before. So um, I honestly think that the odds should stay right where they're at, if not be a little bit lower. Because I'm of the camp that I want to wait and see what Tom Brady is going to do this year as well. You just can't take for granted he is going to come in and and ball out. You know what I'm saying? Like he's about to be like 45 or some shit like that. I, I think that they'll the odds will probably jump probably number two to the Chiefs. But in all honesty, who gives a shit? I mean, the odds don't mean nothing. The odds don't take in I I, I get I'm guessing they don't take into account the there's no off season program. I think that the Bucks will not be as good as everyone's anticipating because you have so many new pieces, including a quarterback and your starting tight end, that have not gone through an off season program at all. Um so even right. if they are able to go um even if they are able to proceed with the season this year, I don't think that they're going to, you know, be lighting up fireworks and, you know, scoring 40 points a game or anything like that. But I think the odds will probably jump to uh, second behind the Chiefs just because the Chiefs are returning hella people from the Super Bowl run. But yeah, but Rocky think about Bar- it. Why you, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Gav. Go ahead. I was going to say, think about it, their their um, division, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Saints, they, they might come. I'm pretty sure they're going to still be decent, right? Nobody knows what the fuck the Panthers are going to be, and nobody knows what the fuck the Falcons are going to be. The Falcons could literally have uh, have Matt Ryan throw for four thousand yards, and they go three and thirteen or some shit. Like that's Very literally true. that's literally how they play. So, I mean, if you look at it, the Bucks probably have the best defense out of all four of those teams, which should help them win a lot of those divisional games. And then just just going into having a comparable quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over as much as Jameis. Think about all those games they lost this year. If Jameis wouldn't have turned the ball over 30 fucking times this year, they would have won a lot of those games. Yeah, I mean, you're you all those are 100% right. I'm just worried about Tom Brady and doing the same having the same offense, same routine for 20 straight years and now it's different. And now you don't have any like those probably, you know, obviously Bruce Arians and those guys probably still talking to him, getting him and stuff, but there's nothing like going through OTAs training camp you know getting those live reps and not being able to have that and have that you know timing with your new receivers and like we're in a it's not even like a lockout type of thing like this is a quarantine like this is worse they can't even fly out and like right. workouts and stuff like that right so i and, think i think they're right. going they're going to struggle because of that 
And then you put on top of that, he's a whole year older. You know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah. you gotta take you gotta take that into account. But yeah, I, I mean, he's the, he's the, the he's the goat for the re- for a reason. So maybe he can pull it off. I don't know. I mean, this is definitely the worst case scenario for a 44, 43 year old quarterback going into his 20th or whatever the fuck season it is. Yeah, 21st. Um, but 21st. But I mean, he he couldn't be really in a better situation in terms of the weapons that he's being afforded. Um, I, I I hope that the Bucks do go out and get a running back in the draft, which we'll talk about in just a second. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that they go out and get a running back and and, and tighten up that offensive line uh, for Brady and for what is now Rob Gronkowski. Fun fact: Rob Gronkowski's last season was 2018. Um, in the 2018 season, he played 13 games, started in 11. Uh, caught 47 balls, 682 yards for three touchdowns. So in his last season, two years ago, he was he was serviceable. You know, it wasn't he wasn't blowing anybody out the water or anything, but he was serviceable. Yeah, it I mean, was, it was a rough that that was. I remember that year because he was just he was just saying he it was just so hard just to get up to play on Sunday, and that's why he ended ended up, ended up retiring. Hopefully, the year off gave him gave his body some rest and he can come back balling because he he yeah. is fun to watch. I mean, he definitely is. I just can't. I think people need to be um, relax their expectations because he don't took a whole, like I said, almost two years off of football. He's supposed to just come back and ball out. He gonna he gonna come and all these young boys is faster. He he don't lost weight. Like he he don't have the same mass he had. It's gonna be different. It's gonna be different. I hope he's in his home gym right now because I'm sure he has one of those built in. I'm I'm pretty sure he and his <laughs> brothers like. Throwing shit up like it's nothing. <laughs> but we will move on from that one piece of NFL news to the 2020 NFL draft, which is I always forget that the NFL draft is like three fucking days because yeah, who really cares about the dates after yeah. the first round? Chill out, chill out, bro. There's some good dudes in the in the later days. <laughs> no, I feel like yo, like day two is when I like I right, I'm I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Once you get to like fifth, sixth round, I don't, I don't care about nothing. Yeah, but we have uh, Thursday, April 23rd uh, through April 25th. If you Google the 2020 NFL draft, we it actually has um, the status. It says no no in-person attendance, which is just so wild to me. Um, shout out to them for, you know, finding a solution um, to do this draft. It's probably going to look like Teddy Riley and Babyface. All yo. these fucking. <laughs> yo, all these yo, fuck- speaking of that, they did like a mock draft, I think, yesterday. And that shit was ass. They, they said it's a, it, it wasn't working. Like the servers was crashing and stuff. So, really? yeah. Like I, I, I hope they can get it together between then and now because, or now and then, whatever. I ever say that shit because you think by the time we get to Thursday, it's gonna be like everybody's gonna be watching it. So if the servers couldn't handle it on a random Monday afternoon, what do you think is gonna happen? They, you know, they're gonna have that shit fixed. They so, got they got the top <laughs> IT guys in there. Like, hey, let's, let's, nigga. let's start. Let's start with this. Uh, let, let's use all four of our favorite teams right now, just as guinea pigs. Here's mm-hmm. the question: After the 25th, what is the best case scenario for your team? Like, you're gonna look back at the draft and say, "Okay, we did exactly what we needed to do." What is the best case scenario, Wanye, for the Philadelphia Eagles? For you to leave the draft saying, okay, we did exactly what we needed to do. I would I would say addressing the linebacker position and wide receiver. I don't think that wide receiver is necessarily a need in the first round unless Henry Ruggs is available. Um, just because there's after the first, after the top three guys, in my opinion, Ruggs, um, Judy, and Lamb. All the other receivers are kind of 
kind of reg, not necessarily regular. That's that's kind of demeaning to them, but they're kind of all in the same class. So you can get a solid receiver in the second or third round. Um, I really would like us to get Patrick Queen out of LSU. That's a guy mm. who the Ravens might might end up getting if he falls there. But that's my personal favorite. But I feel like I feel like the the organization gonna want to go in a different direction. Probably get a wide receiver. Az, what's the best case scenario? For you personally, this is not organizational, but as a yeah. fan, you're you're speaking for all blue men fans right now. What is the best case scenario for the Giants? For for the G men, uh, best case scenario is that, that we strengthen um the defensive side. Um Simmons out of Clemson is is probably what it's gonna be. In a perfect world, if the Lord is smiling upon my face in Jesus' name, Chase Young falls for, for some reason and we scoop him up because that'll be otherworldly. But it'll probably more likely be Simmons, and then um, and then we show up the offensive line because I feel I feel like our receivers are decent. Um, Saquon is is a beast, you know what I'm saying. And Daniel Jones, I feel like is is way better than than I even thought he was last year. So if we can get get him some offensive line help and that defense um, solidified, um, especially in in a very weak division, I think we'd we'd come out um, looking way better than we did last year. Calvin, yeah. best case scenario for the Ravens. <clears throat> well, really, I think we're kind of in a good spot right now because the biggest thing that we're going to need um, is linebackers, linebackers and DNs. Right now, our safety and corner spots are pretty much locked in. I think we're going to have one of the best secondaries in the league, to be honest. But it's going to be our front seven that we really need help with. There's a guy. So there's two guys. The guy that um, – Wyatt had mentioned that first. Uh, what's my man name? Uh, Pat- Patrick Queen. Patrick, Patrick Queen out of LSU. He's he's definitely a beast. But I think what we might end up doing is going for a guy named Jordan Brooks out of Texas Tech. He was a pretty solid guy too. He's about six one, six two, about two fifty. Like he's a pretty solid um, linebacker. Had a really good season last year. So um, I think as long as we get at least like one good linebacker, and then maybe in the second round get a wide receiver. Um, I think that's pretty much our best-case scenario because we really have a complete team right now. I would say best-case scenario for us, I think it's just don't waste the don't waste our pick don't don't waste the sixth pick. Uh, I, I I really I'm scared. I'm I'm really scared because the Chargers they 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 have a history of just being a very complacent front office. Um, but I think I don't really know. If we can go wrong necessarily with going either Justin Herbert or Tua, um, I've heard rumors of us trying to trade up. I would like to see us trade up and be aggressive to go get the quarterback that we want. I think that it would definitely speak volumes to um, our future and what we think going forward because I know that Geno Smith is not our future. You know what I'm saying? Not Geno. It's Tyrod. Tyrod. See, exactly. Tyrod solid, bro. (laughs) They're the same person to me. I'm sorry. Uh, but, um, they are not the same. <laughs> but <laughs> what? But Damn. I like I, I do like Justin Herbert. He's tall. Um that there were yeah. He's tall and white. There were some spec there were some speculations. Um I was just looking, I was I mean, going through his draft profile this week, and there's some speculations um with him in terms of his deep ball, as well as a lot of his highlights and a lot of his best plays were only going to one receiver. And a lot of people were questioning how he would have looked in a bigger program such as Alabama or LSU, um, and things of that nature. So I, I I'm really I'm interested. Well, see, that's to see- the thing. Go ahead. I- I was going to say, that's the thing about Justin Hubert, though. I was looking at his stats. Hubert. He still threw for 3,400 yards in 2019. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Tua threw for 3,900, I think, the year before last. If he was yeah. in Alabama, he probably would have thrown for 4,000 yards. You know what I'm saying? If he had yeah. those type of wide receivers. Yeah. So uh, I'm interested to see what happens with that. But Wanye actually did a mock draft for us today. Um, he did the whole first round. We're not going to go through the entire first round because that's a lot of fucking picks. Um, but we're, we're probably going to definitely stay in the lottery. Um, so I really want to spend some time talking about Joe Burrow. A lot. There's been a lot of speculation as to whether or not he wants to play in Cincinnati. His pops came out a couple months ago um, and says that he might not want to play in Cincinnati. He's an Ohio kid. We all know he went to Ohio State originally. Couldn't get any playing time behind Dwayne Haskins. Um, ended up transferring, and we know how his storybook ended um, in college. Do you think that the Bengals is the best place for Joe Burrow? We know he's probably going to go number one, but it, what, what do you think that will make for the beginning of his career? Will it make or break him? That's gonna break him. That, yeah. That's gonna. That, it's gonna break him. I mean, it's. I mean, even Carson Palmer came out. Carson Palmer, way back in the day, was a highly touted prospect, similar right. kind of how Joe Burrow was. And Carson Palmer had a little bit of success. It helped that he had Ocho Cinco, but never really reached his full potential. He got um, injured. And, I think. And, I think that's what. Yeah, he did hurt his shoulder. His shoulder. His shoulder as well. Um, but I don't think that. I mean, the Bengals. I mean, they're they're a cheap organization. <laughs> mediocrity and they're competing with two powerhouses in their same division as the Ravens and the uh, Steelers. I mean, two historic franchises. So I think it's going to break them. I hate it for him. I wish he pulled an <laughs> Eli Manning and just was like, nah, I ain't going there. He, ain't got juice like that. <laughs> he, he don't got have it like, like that. he don't have it like Hell that. No. But I, I, I just, I hope the best for him, man. I hope that cause he, he's a really great kid. He has a lot of talent. Um, it has a lot of potential for him, but it's going to break him though. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with Wanye. Um, as far as trying to pull an Eli Manning, only two players in NFL history pulled that. It was it was Eli Manning, of course, who's like NFL um royalty. Royalty. And and um and John Elway, who arguably is, you know, that's well, facts. He did players, do that. You know only two. You know what I'm saying? So 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 there's that. It his ass is definitely going to, to the Bengals. Um it's definitely gonna break him. He he, he had an excellent year last year. But it was his only year he had like that. So I feel like there are more questions about how he's going to perform on the next level than, than there are answers. So for you to go to a whack-ass organization that don't spend no money and, and you're Ohio kid and everybody has all these high expectations, you know, either he's going to be a, a, a skyrocket and, and, and ball out or he's going to be Ryan Leaf, in my opinion. Like, I feel like it, it can get that. Ryan point. Leaf? Chill out, bro. Chill out. Chill out. You, you know. <laughs> hey, Chill out. Fun fact that uh, 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 Jim Kelly tried to do the same. Well, he Jim Kelly did do the same thing, but kind of differently. He got drafted in 84, said, I don't want to play for the Bills, and he went and played for the Houston Gamblers um, in the, the USFL. Only reason he came to the Bills is because they folded. The Gamblers folded. The whole USFL folded. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he tried. The, but the way the way I can kind of see his career going is kind of like a Matthew Stafford, a guy who you know has the stat, who, who you know has the talent, but just the organization just continues to fail him. I think he could. That's probably his ceiling with the Bengals. I don't see him going too much higher. I think I think he's going to be a Matt Ryan type of guy, except for less turnovers. Like somebody who can who can lead the team, but you're gonna get faced with a lot of good teams in front of you. You know what I'm saying? And like like you said, with the Ravens and Steelers, like Steelers are gonna come back strong next year. And I'm yeah. they, when they come back and they full strength and like healthy, 
aside of uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, maybe if they get another wide receiver or something, like, they are very dangerous. And, like, with the Bengals, they already been trashed. And for them to get somebody like uh, Joe Burrow, I don't think I don't think he's going to be a bust. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he's definitely going to have a solid career. I just don't know if his career will be solid if he stays in Cincinnati after he's drafted. You know what I'm saying? Like, after his rookie deal is up. I think he should definitely get out of there um, when he gets the opportunity to. And, shit, I, I mean, anything can happen. These motherfuckers ain't going to be in the same room when they're drafting. So what? who's to say somebody might not trade up for him? Because Washington, they need a QB. But I know they're not gonna do it. But I'm like Washington. They they, they got the they, they got the power to take one. They pick they it number two, bro. They could potentially give up like that second round pick and something else, like you know, further on in this draft to get Joe Burrow and allow Cincinnati to choose between a Justin Hubert or Tua. You know what I'm saying? You, say, you keep saying Hubert. <laughs> it's Herbert. Herbert but um, now question. Guy. Moving on to Chase Young. Um, we know Chase Young is going, you know, going number two. Um, a lot of people said he would be number one, depending on who picked. But do you think the Redskins would be making the correct decision by choosing Chase Young at number two? We know that they have Dwayne Haskins, and they're not at all sold on him. They just made the trade with the Panthers for the Kyle Allen with for the like I think he went for like a fifth round pick or something like that. Do you think Do you think the Redskins are making the right decision choosing a defensive end? And what do you think this means for Chase Young's start of his career? Yes, absolutely. Yo. Like, like, and we're going to talk about this later on. But in the Jordan documentary, um, the Blazers didn't want to take Michael Jordan, even though he was the best available player, because they figured they had um, Clyde Drexler in the same position. And they, 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 they was like, you are, we, are, we already got that. And they went and drafted, um, went and drafted uh, Sam, Bowie. Sam Bowie. Yeah. And we, we all know how that worked out. Chase Young, outside of like need, is going to be the best available player. You definitely take that man off the board. Like this, this yo, to me, it is absolutely no question you're going to take him because if 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 his if his draft projections and all his like you know scout grades and stuff like that is any indication about about the type of player he's going to be, he's otherworldly. So I I don't I don't see why why you wouldn't take it. And as far as the, the quarterback um situation. Even though there's been a whole lot of reports about Dwayne Haskins being whack, like he's dyslexic, he don't study good, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. <laughs> dyslexic? What? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that, that's what you've been saying. Like, the owner fell in love with them. So the issue wasn't really with the owner. It was with, um, with uh, Jay Gruden or whatever. So now with, with the new, with the new um, coaching staff, you know, they're they probably going to see, well, see what's going to shake with them. So Chase Young, I feel like it's a no-brainer. Yeah, Chase, yeah, Chase Young. Chase Young by far is the best player in this draft by by a good by a good margin. You think um, he's the best overall player? Yeah, by yeah. by a good margin. Um, hang on, somebody's getting feedback. Now you good? I'm good. Yeah, you okay, good? You just cut that out. Um, but Chase, Chase Young is by far the best prospect in this draft. He's the best player. Um, and then also, like, even if you don't want to necessarily take the best player route. You need pass rushers in this league, especially in that division. You got Daniel Jones, you got Dak yeah. Prescott, you got Carson Wentz. Got to be able to get to the quarterback. You, you got Saquon, and you got uh, Zeke Elliott. Yeah, I mean this dude. I mean Chase Young. I mean watching him at Ohio State take on you know double teams regularly and still get sixteen and a half sacks is ridiculous. Um, he's by far the best prospect, and they would not be making a mistake. And let's say Haskins stinks it up, you go 
you know, four and twelve next year. Pick a quarterback next year. You know, you want to try out Haskins, see how he is with a with a solid coach instead of an idiot like Jay Gruden. Um, you know, if he stinks it up, then you know, get rid of him and move on to next year. You know, you got Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields coming in next year. So, uh, fun fact: Chase Young played thirty four total college games in his career, nine, thirteen, and twelve in his final season. He amassed so that's about the equivalent of two NFL seasons. In two full NFL seasons, he got thirty one sacks. <laughs> Yo, see, that's re- that's ridiculous, yo. Thirty-one that's sacks. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and he, he, got... he and he ain't playing. He ain't playing in the Pac-12 or the ACC. He played in the, play in the Big, Big Ten. Ten. Right. Big so he, Ten. He, he played in the Big Ten. Um, and in those in those thirty-four games, he also forced nine fumbles. Bro, he's he's ridiculous, yeah. bro. He and he's so big, like he's just a massive human being. Yeah, he like, is. He, he's. He's six five two seventy. Yo, and not a sprinkle of body fat. <laughs> not a not an ounce. Not an ounce. Six, six five two seventy. And he was. And this year he cleaned up every single defensive end award that there was. Absolutely. Unanimous yeah. All American, first team All Big Ten. He was second team All Big Ten in twenty eighteen, and he was. Uh, Second team USA Today high school All American, and he's a two time Walter Camp Award National Player of the Week. Any so, other year, he would have won the Heisman. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, he was robbed of it a little bit because, you know, he couldn't play all of his games because of that bogus ass suspension yeah. that the NCAA imposed on him for, fly- for flying out his girlfriend or whatever the fuck, man. Fuck the NCAA, bro. Yo, fuck that. Oh, and, and a quick aside shout out to these high school players, these five star, yes, four star athletes who are saying, fuck mm-hmm. this shit. Let me go to the G League. Let me get my 50000 a year. Let me scrimmage against NBA players and NBA ready talent. And I I could I could go back and get you know education is important. If you're a regular ass nigga from Chicago or Idaho, go to college, nigga, because you ain't getting shit else. But if you a six six five star athlete, go to the league. To the go to the league, bro, because these D league these G league players are going to prepare you more than playing Alabama and UNCG and NC State could. To hey, be Dre, completely hey, honest, Dre, if you was in your prom. When when you have went to the G League, like, Hell yeah. if, like let's say for instance, yeah, I would have went too. Hell yeah, that I mean, I bro, it just it's just not it's not especially if I know that hey, I'm a five star athlete, and this goes for football players too. If the NFL had anything like this, but especially if I know I'm a five star athlete, I know that I'm going to be playing at Oregon or I'm playing at Kentucky or I'm playing at Texas. My face is going to be on ESPN seven times a season. You know, what I'm saying I'm going to the NCAA tournament. They're going to make billions and millions of dollars. And off of things including my name. And that's just not fair. Go to the G League, young man. But anyway, shout out to Chase Young. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to his great hair. Hey, you know what's crazy? Chase Young was born in 1999. Wow, right? He, he, he turned 21 wow. last week. <laughs> his birthday was last Tuesday. That shit's crazy. Man. Anyway, so going back, the, the top of this draft has a lot of marquee players. Um, when we're talking about Chase Young, Joe Burrow, and then, of course, we got to talk about Tua Tagovailoa. Um, Tua, and if Tua, you know, it's, if two years ago, everybody hey, was Calvin, like, say, say his last name right quick. Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Two, two years ago, anybody would have said Tua's going number one in 2020. 
that is not the case right now. Uh, the the mock drafts and everything have him. Everything says he's going top ten. Um, a lot of people want. Yeah, your mock draft has Tua going to. You have him going to the Miami Dolphins at the number four pick. Is that the number, number four? Five. Number five. five. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I read it. I read it correctly. You have him going number five to the Miami Dolphins. What? Oh, actually, no, you don't. You have no, to have him going you six. Go to, you got him going six oh, to the Chargers. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else has him going to the Dolphins. What is your thought process of the Dolphins actually taking Justin Herbert and the Chargers actually getting able to snag two at the sixth pick? So here's my whole thought process. So, yeah, everyone has two are going five to the Dolphins except Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper also has two are going six to the Chargers. And his reasoning behind that was, and kind of my reasoning, my own as well, is the Dolphins have a lot of a lot of picks in this year's draft. I think what they're going to do, and Brian Flores and that whole organization is kind of, they want to strike at this opportunity where Brady leaving the Patriots. They want to strike at this opportunity before the Patriots rebuild and you know get back right. So I think they're going to go with the safer pick in Justin Her- in Justin uh, Herbert, just because two in the hip and all that. Um, but I think any of those guys can flip flop. I think you know whoever the Dolphins get, the Chargers will get the opposite. Um, I could see Tua going five to the Dolphins as well if they want to take that chance. I think Tua is Tua would still be number one overall if it wasn't for the hip this year. I mean, even so? though jo- even though Joe Burrow threw the six touchdowns, all that Tua would still be number one overall if it wasn't for the hip. Um, so Do you I, think I that think- he's NFL ready? Do you think he's ready to start a game on September first? I think he is, bro. I think he is. I really hope I really hope that he goes to the Chargers just because they're in a ready to win now state. And I think that he could come in immediately. Maybe not this season, like how we were talking about with Tom Brady, because you don't have the offseason program, all that stuff. But he's he he can come in and compete and, and execute at a high level immediately, I feel like. A Z, what say you about yeah. Tua? Uh I don't have a word of disagreement. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, I I think I think Tua I think Tua honestly is the best quarterback in this draft. Um, and and yep. honestly, like if the Bengals was really about that shit, they would draft Tua instead of Joe Burrow because I feel like ultimately Tua's gonna have a better career than Joe Burrow could ever dream to have because this nigga like even though um. Uh, Tua has had like injury history or whatever um, in college like he has consistently been a high performer in in ar- quite arguably the largest stage in college football you know what I'm saying so if, if you if you're looking for 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 current performance to um to predict future future performance then you would definitely look at all you know his whole career and take Tua so um I feel like the, the Dolphins de- they <laughs> Dolphins cannot run Ryan Fitzpatrick back out there, so so they definitely need a quarterback. If, they could, if some, but they ain't gonna win. Nigga, no. You, you said you, they you can't, can't run Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, I, I, well, yeah, I think that's a really fresh approach that a lot of people aren't thinking about. And to be honest, in terms of all this NFL stuff, if I'm gonna trust anybody, I'm trusting Mel Kiper. Yeah, because like, because real talk, Mel Kiper was the was the first person I remember saying that. Um, Daniel Jones was gonna go before Haskins, and I remember everybody was like, "Hell no!" Like, are you crazy? Like Daniel fucking Jones? Hell no! But like, he was right, and he was right about the production too. You know, Haskins uh, still the jury is still out, but Daniel I mean, Jones got him I in think, year one. I think I think concerning the the AFC East, um, just looking at their picks and whatnot, I think that 
if I'm the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills, I'd need to be in that aggressive, let's go. Like, this is our first chance in literally two decades where we know that there's no chance for us. The last team in that division to have a real shot at, you know, being immortalized was the Jets in 2011 and 12 where Mark Sanchez, I don't know how the (laughs) fuck Mark Sanchez took the Jets. defense, bro. That Back to yeah. back AFC championship games. I don't know how that happened. That, that but, defense, know, the, bro. The, they did the it. Bills, the Bills showed a little bit of aggressiveness with, you know, going out there and throwing the fucking mother load for Stefan Diggs. Um, and so I, I I think that would be the smart pick, low key, to go get the quarterback that you know isn't coming off a career threatening injury and surgery. surgery. Um, but Wanye, who else out of those top picks in your mock draft? Who else in the top 15 do you think are maybe, you know, the most surprising picks or the sleepers or the ones that you think are the most important picks? Like, I see you got Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb going back to back to the Raiders and 49ers. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm i a big fan of Jerry Judy, as y'all know. I I, I remember sending y'all his highlights like early yeah, on. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jerry Judy. I think Jerry Judy is going to go to the Raiders just because he's going to be what they – we're hoping to get an AB. Um, I think he's kind of going to be kind of that replacement for Antonio Brown. Um, I think that CD Lamb is a very talented receiver as well. I think I have him. I have him going next. Who's who's picking thirteen? Forty Niners. Forty Niners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the 49ers, who obviously need a number one receiver. They lost Emmanuel Sanders. Um, Debo Samuel's kind of a jack of all trades kind of guy. He's not a necessarily a number one. I think CD Lamb can come right in. Um, but my favorite player outside of, you know, the, you know, the top guys, you know, the quarterbacks and, you know, obviously Chase Young is most is probably either Jeff Okuda or Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah I Simmons love Okuda, is, bro. bro o- Okuda, yeah. I think I-, I think Okuda can be one, one of the greats. I think he can be like a Charles Woodson type. I mean, that dude is I mean, he has Revis type he skills. He's not. I mean, he's he's Revis type skills with almost the same build as Richard Sherman. And that's what you need. You need tall corners, you know, because these receivers are coming in 6'5", you know, 6'4". Mm-hmm. Um, Okuda's probably one of my favorites. And Isaiah Simmons, he's just a guy who can do it all. I mean, the dude played free safety, outside linebacker, slot corner, strong safety, middle linebacker, rush the pass. I mean, he did he did it all at Clemson. So, um, and I think... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was just going to... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, slightly, <laughs> I slightly disagree with you on the Jerry Judy pick, though. I think Jerry, I think he's going to get picked by the the uh, Jets because you know the Jets just got rid of Robbie Anderson and yep. they're going to need somebody to fill that void, somebody who's quick enough off the you know off the uh, off the line and somebody yeah. who can catch the ball. Robbie Anderson was they they high flyer guy and Jerry Judy can do the de- the same shit. He could because the Jets are picking eleven, correct? Yeah, I mean yeah. he he could go eleven. Yeah, in all honesty, 11. in all honesty. Because I think I have them taking – who I have them taking my old lineman. You're the no, Jets 11. taking uh, – is a Je- uh, Jedrick Willis Jr. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the reason – what I thought of as soon as I made – as soon as I wrote that down was – remember when uh, Sam Darnold said he was seeing ghosts on the <laughs> side <laughs> line? <laughs> they got to get that man some help on the old line, bro. Yeah, they got to yeah, give yeah. him some protection. But, yeah, Jerry Judy could go 11 too. Like, all those guys can kind of go – I mean, I, Jerry Judy, I could even see going to Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville will go defense just because they're losing 
all their defensive players from that, you know, great, uh, I think it was 2017 year when they went to the AFC Championship. Um, but Jerry Judy could go nine to the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. It's crazy. You got five Alabama players going in the top in the first round. That's crazy. NFL factory, man. <laughs> they, yeah. they got nothing but dogs, man. And um, the thing is, that next year it'll be Clemson because all those guys at Clemson are yep. just sophomores. So next year it'll be Clemson. Yeah. So last question. <laughs> last question before we wrap up. What team do you think this season in the NFL do you think is going to be secretly or needs to tank for Trevor? Oof. Oof. The Patriots. Ooh. <laughs> Spicy, spicy, bro. They're not spicy. That that that's the team who I think should, um, just because if you get, I mean, Trevor Lawrence with with Bill Belichick, you know he gonna handle the defensive side of things. That would be nasty, bro. I'm gonna tell you the team that needs to do it, especially if the draft goes the way that I think is gonna go. It's the Redskins. Listen. Like you oh, said, yeah. right? another you, year, bro. Another look. You let Dwayne Haskins go. You get you your boy Chase Young. You let him get get real nice and you know ready on the line. Man, and then if y'all fuck around and lose you know, thirteen games, you again, know what bro? I hate, bro. You know what I hate. I hate that Dwayne Haskins is literally just about to be the dark skinned version of Josh Rosen. He is. He is literally. It's literally. Just, it's, literally jo- it's literally. You oh, get drafted, man. you get drafted, and then, you know, right as you're coming in, the franchise is bringing in new personnel and new, not ownership, but just new people with different philosophies. And these new people with different philosophies, you're, you don't fit in. You know what I'm saying? When when Cliff Kingsbury came into Arizona, it was like, hey, you're a good kid, but uh, I kind of like that Kyler kid. You know, that Kyler kid that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was not coaching up right. Get him out of here. But he was right. He was right. You know, and, and it just sucks that now Josh Rosen is stuck in a rebuild, and he's not even the number one quarterback in a rebuild. Josh Rose is about to be number three on the depth chart behind Ryan he's Fitzpatrick. Miami, right? and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> behind Ryan Fitzpatrick and whoever they draft, whether it's Herbert, Burrow, Tua, whoever. You know what I'm saying? So, damn. Shout out Josh Rose. Shout out Dwayne Haskins. I hope y'all can find y'all way back. I hate that there is no XFL any longer. Um, the XFL, I don't know if you guys know, but they laid off everybody last week. Everybody you know, got laid they, off for bankruptcy, and um uh, and um Andrew Luck's father uh, is suing Vince McMahon. And yeah, I mean honestly, I think Vince McMahon's about to get sued a lot because apparently the way that they went about it was just fucked up, and it was it was just yeah. bad. Like, but Eddie, what'd you expect from the XFL and a, a global pandemic? But um, yeah. anyway, that's our show. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Rate us. All that good stuff. Um, and be sure, as soon as you listen to this, to go over to our YouTube channel and our Patreon and watch our review on parts one and two of The Last Dance. Be blessed. And wash your hands. Filthy animals. We love y'all. <laughs> the other day, had to flip that bitch around. That was just the other way. Niggas, they gon' talk too much. They know I got plenty cash. They know I got plenty racks. And they know I got plenty bags. Police and hit the gas, hit your bitch and whip your ass. I was too deep in my bag. Sit put Scotty on your tag. Baby Scotty on the hoodie, fly out. They see a boogie. Now she fuck it with my nigga and your bitch ass ain't no pain.